are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. In the Bibles, please, Luke chapter 24, Luke chapter 24. And as Brother Everson mentioned, I do thank you, veterans, and those that serve in our military for your service. I am an American, amen? And uh, that is a title that I don't take lightly. And the reason I have the freedoms that I have is because of the men and ladies in our military. And I do thank you from the bottom of my heart. It is Veterans Day, and so thank you for your service. And I don't want to ever take that for granted. I am free today because some have given the ultimate sacrifice. And thank you for that. Luke chapter 24, I don't think we're going to be long tonight. And uh, so we're reading the whole chapter there. Luke chapter 24. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus, And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered unto the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and returned from the sepulcher, and told all these things unto the eleven, and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, and Joanna, and Mary the mother of James, and the other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter, and ran unto the sepulcher, and stood Uh, Stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. And behold, two of them went the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were, were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another, as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed in word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that he had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which, should, uh, which said that he was alive. 
And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even as, as, as so as uh, the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went and made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified, and affrighted, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see me, and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and an honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and lifted up his hands, and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them, and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we do ask that you would bless now this message. Just one thought. And I pray, dear God, it would be a help to us. Thank you for your people and their faithfulness. I do ask, God, that you would fill us with thy power as we preach and as we listen. I pray, dear God, that your word would minister to us by the Holy Spirit. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Three times in this chapter, we find the disciples of Jesus Christ. The Bible says they were perplexed. They were puzzled. They were afraid. They were confused. They could not figure out what the events of the day meant, the, the events we just uh, read about. They were sad. They were cast down. They were in a spirit of mourning. I want you to go back with me three days before the events listed in chapter 24. Go back with me three days and so we get an idea why the disciples were confused and afraid and, and, and sad. You see, three days earlier, they went through the darkest hour 
of their lives. Three days earlier, they saw Jesus crucified on a cross. The one they thought would redeem Israel and reign as king of the Jews. You see, three days earlier, they saw Jesus suffer in agony as he was suspended on a cross between heaven and earth. Three days earlier, they heard the anguish of his soul as he bore the penalty for the sins of man. Three days earlier, they watched Jesus writhing in pain from the cruel torture of the cross. Three days earlier, they watched, uh, they watched him pull himself up for every breath that he took. Three days earlier, they, cry, they heard him cry out, It is finished! But then he dies. How can it be that the Messiah is dead? How can it be that our Savior no longer lives? How can that be? As they watched Jesus on the cross, thoughts must have filled their minds. There on the cross hangs the one who fed 5,000 people with just five loaves and two fishes. But there he hangs, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who casts a demon, yea, many demons, out of the maniac of Gadara, so that the maniac becomes whole, clothed, and in his right mind. Jesus did that. But there he is on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who healed a leper, an outcast of society, and made him whole again. But he hangs there on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who raised the widow's son from the dead. But now he hangs on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who commanded the waves, who cried out, peace be still, and the waves obeyed his voice. But Jesus is on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who healed a man sick with the palsy, a man paralyzed and could not walk. Jesus told him, Arise, take up thy bed, and return to thy house. And the paralyzed man got up, took up his bed, and walked home. Jesus did that, but now he hangs there on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who raised to life a certain ruler's daughter. Jesus told the mourners that were gathered in the house, There's no need to mourn. This young girl is only sleeping. The Bible says that they laughed him to scorn. They made fun of what he said. Jesus raised that girl back to life. But now Jesus hangs on that cross dead. There on the cross hangs the one who healed the woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. She tried every doctor, but no one could make her well again. Then one day she saw Jesus and said to herself, If I can just touch the hem of his heart garment, I will be healed. She reached out and touched Jesus and the issue of blood stopped and she was made whole again. Jesus did that, but there he hangs on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who made two blind men see again. They cried out to Jesus, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus showed mercy and touched their eyes. And from that moment on, they were able to see. Jesus did that. But there he hangs on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who passing by the pool of Bethesda noticed an invalid man waiting for the troubling of the waters. The Bible tells us at a certain season of the year an angel troubled the waters and whoever gets there first was healed. We don't know how many times that invalid man tried to get in the water but we do know that he's been an invalid man for 38 long years. Jesus sees him and says, Would you like to be healed? I'd like to, he answers. But I have no one to help me get to the water. 
Jesus says to him, you don't need anyone to take you to the water. You just need to believe that I can heal you. And with that, he commanded the invalid man to rise up, take up your bed and walk. And he who had been an invalid for 38 years got up and walked. Jesus healed that man. But there he hangs, Jesus on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who entered the synagogue one day and noticed a man with a withered hand. Jesus healed him and restored his hand back to usefulness. Jesus did that, but there he hangs on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who healed the little boy, possessed of a devil. That demon would throw him, the boy into the fire, into the water to try to kill him. But oh, when they brought that boy to Jesus, Jesus rebuked that devil and the boy was healed that very hour. Jesus did that, but there he hangs on the cross, dead. How can it be? How can he be dead? There on the cross hangs the one who saw a woman who had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was severely stooped down and could not straighten herself. Jesus says to her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity, and touched her, and immediately she stood up straight as an arrow. Jesus did that. And there, yet there he hangs on the cross, dead. How can this be? There on the cross hangs the one who healed ten lepers at one time. But there Jesus hangs on the cross, dead. There on the cross hangs the one who raised Lazarus back to life. But there hangs Jesus on the cross, dead. I hope by now you realize why the disciples were mourning. And while they were sad, they were not just mourning just another leader. No, there hangs on the cross the man who performed miracle after miracle like no one has ever done. There on the cross hangs the one who spoke like no one has ever spoken. There on the cross hangs the hope of these disciples. But there he is. He's dead. But that was three days ago. That was three days ago. Now we fast forward three days later from that. And we'll see that there's a rumbling over there at the tomb where they laid the lifeless body of Jesus. An angel comes down with mighty power and rolls the stone away. And up from the grave he arose. In the end of the Sabbath as he began to dawn toward the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. Now we go back to Luke chapter 24. The disciples were still in mourning. Their spirit were still downcast. They had questions for which no answer came. They were confused and perplexed and afraid. We see in Luke chapter 24 that the women at the grave were afraid. We see also the two disciples on the way to Emmaus were sad. We see also the 11 disciples gathered together with other disciples were troubled. When we close out the chapter, we find them rejoicing and praising God. 
Luke chapter 24 and verse 50. And he led them out as far to Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Now what made the difference? Yes, Jesus was with them physically, and that certainly uh, caused joy and rejoicing. But there's something else in the passage that applies, even in our day, when Jesus Christ is no longer with us physically. Our text this, tonight is verse 8, and I won't be long, like I said, it's verse 8. And the Bible says there in verse 8, And they remembered His words. Jesus is not here physically anymore, but his word is. And the reason we see the chapter end the way it did is because of verse 8. And they remembered his words. They were afraid until they remembered his words. They were sad until they remembered his words. They were troubled until they remembered his words. The angels reminded the women at the grave of what Jesus said. Luke chapter 24 verse 6. He is not here but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Jesus reminded the disciples on the way to Emmaus what he said. Luke 24, 25, then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses and all the prophets? He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning his, himself. By the way, that was not the first time that Jesus told his disciples what was going to happen to him. He told them all these things before Calvary. He was telling them, remember my words. Jesus reminded the eleven and the other disciples gathered together what he said. And he said unto them, verse 44, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. What is the message tonight? What is the thought tonight? It is simply this. In your darkest hour, remember his words. In your darkest hour, remember what he said. In your darkest hour, remember what the Savior told us. Oh, just imagine the despair, the hopelessness, and the grief, and the sadness, the pain that the disciples experienced as they saw Jesus hanging there on the cross, dead. Oh, but God is teaching us that in our darkest hour, remember what Jesus said. What did he say? Let me remind you some things that Jesus said. Standing there before Pilate, Pilate asks Jesus, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. You know what Jesus said? Jesus told Pilate, you know, you have no power at all against me unless I give it to you. The power that you think you have comes from above. And guess what, Pilate? I came from above. I am from the highest. 
You see, John 18, 30, 36, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servant fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence or from here. He said, I am the king of kings, and my kingdom is higher than your kingdom. My kingdom allows your kingdom to exist. You see, in our darkest hour, don't ever forget, in our darkest hour, remember that Jesus is king, amen. And he is the king of kings and lord of lords. In your darkest hour, remember his words. What did he say? Remember, I am king, Jesus said. Standing, what else did Jesus say? Standing there before Martha, Jesus said, in John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. When grieving the loss of a loved one who is a Christian, remember that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. We will see our loved ones again. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For, I, for if, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. God says if your loved one has passed on and they're trusted in Christ, guess what? We will see our loved ones again. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus said. And by the way, along with that, in our darkest hour, remember that Jesus is coming back again. And maybe tonight, amen. John chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'd go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. In your darkest hour, and in my darkest hour, remember his words. In our darkest hour, remember he is king. In our darkest hour, remember he is the resurrection and the life. In our darkest hour, remember that he is coming back again. And in our darkest hour, remember that he is the provider. Amen. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink. Nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore if God so clothed the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? God is saying why are you so worried about what you wear and what you're going to drink and what you're going to eat. And uh, the things that you need to survive. God said I know you need all those things. Is if I, if I clothe the lilies, how much more you, if I take care of the sparrows, how much more 
will I take care of you. That's why he said, therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You put God first and you'll never want for anything. God provides. In your darkest hour and in my darkest hour, remember that he cares. Luke chapter 12, verse 6, are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. There's never going to be a time when Jesus does not care. He cares for his own. We can go on and on. In our darkest hour, remember he loves us. In our darkest hour, remember he has all power. In our darkest hour, remember he is in control. The disciples were going through some of the darkest moments of their lives. And they were not doing too well. Luke 24 says they were afraid. They were troubled. They were confused. They were sad. Why was that? They forgot what Jesus said. They forgot what Jesus said. The message tonight, in your darkest hour, remember his words. This ought to be the most valuable possession you have. This is God's word. And in your darkest hour, remember his word. By the way, let me say this. You have to be familiar with it to remember it, though. You're not going to remember anything if you never read it, if you never memorize it, you never spend time with it or study it. God can only minister through his word if we know what his word says to begin with. That's why we must make much of the word of God. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse Every line, all our blessings of his love divine. Every promise in the book is mine. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. In your darkest hour, remember his words. It's all we have. Jesus is not here physically. But he is right here. And what Jesus said is still true today. As he spoke to his disciples before Calvary, is still the same today. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus Christ will never lie. It is impossible for God to lie. Every promise in the book is mine. 
And in our darkest hour, we'll always have the light of the Word of God. And you read that chapter through, and at the end, you're praising God, giving glory to God, spending time with the people of God. That is the secret. In your darkest hour, remember this word. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.